Hey, welcome to Small Town Charm. <laughs> I'm Daniel. We've got Mike. We've got Chris back with us. Uh, he's healthy as a horse, however healthy <laughs> they are. A horse that had COVID. Um, so yeah, we're back. Uh, it's uh, it's been uh, a great week for many of us. It's been a great week for Nolan's, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Yep. Um, so um, we're drinking some champagne here. Because we're happy, and I think, hey, look, I I think there's, I think most people in town, I'm moving my mic stand after I said, just stay far away. There we go, that's better. Uh, I think most people are on either side of this issue should should be happy. Yeah, I think objectively, it's it, at least a compromise, right? The people they voted for voted for the same thing that the people I voted for voted for. So we'll get into all that in this episode. Um, I guess that's kind of what this whole episode is going to be about. So. Um, Let's jump into it. I think, uh, uh, Chris, you were still, I think you were still sick or maybe you weren't, I don't know. You weren't at the meeting, but you said you did get a chance to watch it all. Yep. And then Mike and I were there. Yep. Um, so I think this might be the most educated panel we've, we've had yeah. on this show. It only took us 19 episodes to get there. Um, so I, I want to make sure we like, for people who may not have the patience to even listen to a 30 or watch a 30 minute episode, I want to make sure that like. If you're hey, look, if you're relying on us for your news, you got problems. But um, I feel like we do owe it to some people who might rely on us for that to make sure we we mention what we're even talking about. So, zoning ordinance was up for vote finally. Um, they they passed it not before they made some changes, which is what we're uh, talking about and what we're happy about. Um, Chris, you're the one who's been gone the longest, so you get to you get to tell us a little bit about because it, it's. I'll tell you this. I've seen some comments. People who I think they want what what they got mm-hmm. on Facebook, for example, they don't even understand if they got what they wanted. Right. Uh, so I think it's important to kind of, as, as best as possible in layman's terms, explain what happened uh, Thursday night. Yeah. I think Mike can probably color in the picture a little bit more, but the the broad strokes are the Board of Commissioners compromised. I think that was like the the theme of the night was working to find compromise on zoning. And um, what what we ended up with was uh, a village plan. Um, they're calling it an overlay. And so it's a, uh, a part of uh, the proposed CD5 kind of land mass that will still get basically all of what CD5 was. Mm-hmm. It's shrunk down a little bit. It's not. Uh, doesn't have the same density um, that that was proposed before, but it has higher density than some of the board members were originally pushing for. Right, and so it seems to be kind of a uh, yeah a compromise right. of what both sides wanted. Um, it's it's lower density. Uh, it's like you said, it's higher than some of the board members wanted. It's lower than others wanted. Yeah, it's maybe lower than what I would have wanted, but. Um, that's all good. I, I at the end of the day, like I I said this in my public comments. The most important thing to me was that I just wanted them to have something. I wanted our town to have a, a walkable village area with commercial that was not on Nolensville Road, and whatever density of of residential that was needed to make that a reality, which I thought higher was more likely to make that a reality, the better. Um, and so for like what I in my own mind, like what I cared about the most, I feel like I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, one thing that I want to ask you about, cause I actually have questions about this and we can, this is, this is jumping into the weeds a little bit, but I know that the density number they settled on was 
15 units per acre in that area. Yeah. Um, but they, they changed how they calculate density from like, was it net to gross? Do you yeah, know what so the, what's the difference in those two? So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't necessarily change it. They just made up their mind of how they're going to calculate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, you have two options. You have net density or gross density. Net density is that, uh, you kind of take out like hill, like, you can't build on the entirety of a parcel, right? So if you have uh, acreage, you have to uh, accommodate road builds. You have to do open space requirements. There's like most uh, most big parcels come with streams or creeks, hilltops, and you have to preserve those areas. You have to buffer up along the perimeters of the of those areas. So mm-hmm. net is taking all those preservation and uh, preservation aspects of the development, taking them out, and then calculating how much area you have left, and then if you have 15 acres per unit, then that's the acreage that you go against. Gross is saying, and this is what we did, uh, it will be way too difficult to figure out what is buildable before they start to build. We just don't have the staff. We don't have the the software to figure that out. So we just said, we're going to do gross, meaning if it's a 100-acre parcel, you get 1,500 units. That's your allowance. Right. However you can arrange them in that land, it's up to you. Right. But like that's what you get. That's what you get. You, okay. you get that allowance, uh, and which is when you said compromise with 15 and it's a little bit lower than what like we would be comfortable with or what we know would produce a really nice village main street area couple that with gross density that mm-hmm. actually does give you informed based zoning that actually does get very close right or it's yeah. like it, it, it might be enough to get you over that edge to like this is actually buildable because we are, we're also in informed like we went from land use zoning meaning the government tells you what each building can be used for meaning like it can be a bowling alley it can be uh, right. you know whatever like whatever it can be form base doesn't care what happens inside it just tells you how it has to look like right so a residential building has to have a porch and like stairs up leading up to the front porch a commercial building just has to be great level you know so, uh, specific frontage mm-hmm. so it doesn't it, the the form base zoning doesn't uh it, it doesn't care about density as much because you because the buildings in theory are very flexible on how how they can be used. So I'm I mean I'm super excited. I couldn't believe the way it turned out. I mean obviously we've we've made a big push to get some type of compromise and my uh, uh, like my best case scenario was nowhere near where this actually ended up. So yeah, that's that's. I want to I want to say something about that, but before just to kind of give bullet points that I think people might take away from that. Um, so another way of saying it is like you got a hundred acres, and let's say you had one unit per acre. They basically say it doesn't matter if you can only build on one acre out of that hundred. You could build theoretically a hundred units in that one acre, so it would look really dense in that one acre because the rest wouldn't be buildable. That's kind of what you're saying. So right. like you end up with a theoretically you could end up look uh, the the village area could look like a 24 unit per acre village might look even though the number they gave was 15 just because of what may or may not be buildable theoretically so so that happened um and and the form-based code thing that's another thing that i think people don't realize is um and that's not something i realized until i think uh, you had mentioned it in another conversation or one of you had mentioned this in a previous conversation before we filmed this um that theoretically again they don't care so much what's in the building it's just what the building looks like right so you could even have residential looking buildings by the residential form 
but have a business inside of it. Correct. Or right. the other way around. You could have a commercial looking building with residential inside of it. And those uses could change over time. You could, a, a, a developer or an owner of a, of a property or a, a unit or a building could say, let's gut this business and turn it into houses yep. or the other way around if they, if they wanted to, as long as the, the building itself looks right. Yeah. Right. The, the way I look at it is it provides a lot more flexibility uh, for how these buildings will get used over time. I mean, just thinking like reality of, I mean, right now we just had a business in uh, Greenbrook North close, mm-hmm. right? But like the only thing that could go in there is like another restaurant essentially because it's already built out and spec for that. Doesn't matter how maybe a, a bookstore or whatever Correct. else might work there. Doesn't matter. You can't put that there because it's Correct. It, it, it's so be like a this, yeah. this allows for a lot more flexibility in the future where those buildings don't just like sit unused or potentially just get used over and over again by businesses that can't be successful for whatever reason. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that I'm not saying this about the, where uh, Ozeki closed on the corner, but like maybe like there's a place where like, you know what, that just won't work for a restaurant. Right. And allow some other kind of business to come in. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Like just even types of businesses were previously dictated. Um, so the other thing I wanted to say about what you mentioned, Mike, um, it feels like the compromise that was made on zoning, it, it gives at least people like me, I don't want to speak for anybody else. It gives us so much of what I wanted that I I can't like I kinda like even the night that it happened, I couldn't believe that it was real. Yeah. And I want I kept asking everyone who knew more than me about this topic, like What's what am catch? I missing? What's the catch? Yeah, yeah, what am I missing? What is what is why why would these people who were so staunchly against CD five as it was do what I'm gonna I don't think we said on the show yet, what in my mind looks just like C D five. Yeah. Why would they why would they put it back? And not only that, they fought to make it bigger than what it ended up being. They actually <laughs> that wanted was more. That was wild, yeah. yeah. What is there something? What? What? what I, I don't know. There? I. I mean, I, we we can go through all the theories. The theory could be like you know, Caitlin and Liz knocked it out of the park, and a lot of people stepped up and voiced yeah, uh, voiced concern. Yeah, I vote for uh, that. There could be the the point where the pressure got so high that they actually went to the experts, and the experts explained to them that you know, like you can't just look at density; you have to look at overall form of the, of the zone. Uh, there could just be. I mean, there could be so many different things. I was very shocked. So. Leading up to the meeting, obviously the agenda came out, and we had Joe Miller's overlay proposal, which was the corner and kind of up and down Nolensville Road a little bit. Yeah, we'll put the graphic of the final one up. By the way, I'll yeah. put all of them up, but I'll put the final one. And then Kate Cortner made one that was all along Nolensville Road up to this road that doesn't exist yet, which will have to be built anytime these parcels develop. There's a road that connects uh, connects old sam donald to williams so like the, that road that kind of or goes old clovercroft up, old clovercroft you're right yeah like that, that road that kind of loops around the cemetery is going to connect into or into williams eventually so her uh, her overlay was everything on the east side to nolensville road and then Derek had one that was main street overlay which uh which the, was the one that got the most traction it was along this future road 225 feet on both sides yep. and as, as 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 they 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 focus in on that one because that one made the most sense or was brought up first maybe they focus in on that and then the more they kept talking the more they expanded it so they went from this you know this 550 foot stretch up and down this triangle 
to connect them to Darcy, and then it ended up being the entirety of the Land Innovations project that we've all talked about, and then it ended up being the entire Frank Wilson corner yep. that mirrors kind of like where Publix is going to go the opposite side of that, and mm-hmm. it was just so much more. And I actually do think that this overlay is placed better than this, the original CD5 because there's parcels, there's, there's little parcels like uh, the parcel that the, the Mason Lodge is on, the parcel that the fire department's on, and Smuckers, I think. Like, they're, they're small parcels that all front Nonesville Road that are not included in this overlay, which my big point was always, like, the, the, the entire purpose of this is to drag everything off of Nolensville Road and put it on the secondary main street. That's right. the entire purpose of that. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen we've seen people try to do village-style development on Nolensville Road or roads like Nolensville, and it doesn't work. And my favorite example is Lennox Village. Lennox Village is the best example of CD4 you can possibly have because they utilize Nolensville Road traffic, meaning traffic counts and people. Right. And all their businesses are right there. And all their density boosts are all the way in the back, right? The, mm-hmm. There's an entire subdivision that kind of came along with Lennox Village. Right. But Lennox Village is not walkable. You're not walking up and down a state highway to kind of like window right. shop. And it, it's not very inviting. It's there. It produces revenue for Nashville. But it's not the the, the, the central focus of the community. It's just kind of there. Right. And if, if we would have stuck with CD4 all in that triangle area and promoted and all the incentive was to do all the commercial up and down Nolensville Road, then we would have had Lennox Village with, you know, a three-story mixed-use building lining all the way through that part of Nolensville Road and then all, like, multi-use townhomes or multi-family townhomes and and single-family homes in the back. And there would have been roads through there, sure, but there wouldn't be roads that we would be traveling by right, via right. like it would be just people that live there they, like you know how many times do you go into Lennox Village like actually inside of there like yeah. you don't oh, you yeah. don't use yeah. it yeah. It's just for people that work or live there yeah well I, I just so the, the shape of the, the 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 overlay is like an hourglass basically it's, it's it's kind of wide at the top it gets narrower in the middle and it gets wider again as it kind of goes down to where uh, the Kroger development will be yeah um I haven't heard publicly any complaints from the people who were anti-density or anti-whatever they were against. Does anyone have a read on if they like this? Are they happy with this too? Everything that I got from the community – here's the thing I want to like know. Again, this is such a a flip in my mind of where I thought this was going – that it makes me kind of question like the nature of my reality to borrow a phrase from uh, Westworld. Like, like was this just a big misunderstanding all along? Yeah. Did, were, were they actually wanting what we wanted and we just didn't get along? I, 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 I don't it's know. It's never too late to be smart. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that the density thing is wild to me because it's, it's so misconstrued. So like aside from this overlay, uh, CD2, which is our, our lowest dense zone, it had like I think it had 1.1 units per acre. So it's not our lowest. It's the one that we're trying to use to entice people to NX in, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 1.1 units, and it had a nine, it had a 0.9 acre lot minimum, yeah. right? But like we like we've talked about before, like you need to put in roads. There's hilltop preservations. There's stream buffers. There's buffers overall. There's setbacks. There's you know all this stuff right of way. So all that stuff will limit. The amount of space you have so you have 100 acres and like let's say 40 of those acres have to go into infrastructure 
and preservation that you have to put in right you don't you only have 60 60 acres left and if lots have to be 0.9 acres in size then that density allowance that you had of 110 kind of becomes like 65 now right? right but they actually dropped and it was actually haley and it was promoted by it was brought up by haley and it was voted on by jessica and kate to uh drop that uh requirement down to half an acre allowing them to build a lot like basically double the houses that like normally or naturally you would be able to build on 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 parcels so i don't i don't understand that i don't understand like and i my public comment was kind of into that it was a lame duck comment i I went up there just to kind of show support but i i try to allude to the fact that they're putting a bunch of density all over town and but they're hung up on this village because it's too dense so you can it's it's almost like we can have we can have both we can have a village with low density meaning like if if if, the, if we take the wendy cook moochie approach of saying like what is your end population goal if it's fifty thousand people right you can start at fifty thousand and you can have a village and subtract from the lower zones right to like it's, a, it's an addition <clears throat> and subtraction problem but they didn't do that they just kept adding on into every zone yeah and commissioner miller actually fought that pretty pretty that, hard that, that gets rid of the country that, that does like, get rid of the country his, his main goal was like i'm gonna go all in on the village and in exchange, like, let's preserve kind of these outlying areas as more rural and the country, so to speak. And, yeah, effectively what they did was say, like, all those parcels are going to be very developable now because, like, developers will want to come in and buy them because they can put more density on right. them. I actually think what they were doing, uh, this is just my theory, but I think on, like, uh, what was that, CD2, I think is where... The, that, lot that, size yeah, yeah, the lot size minimums, lot size minimums came into play, and density got increased. So, like all those CD two property owners, I think a bunch of them probably came out of the woodwork and were like, "As they should." Hey, look, like Rami, all these people yeah. are getting CD four and CD five. Right. Like, you know, why the hell don't I get like a bump in my density? Well, or they like, did. Why can't I make more money on my land? To be fair, they did from the, so they were all zoned ER before, which was 0. 0.6 units an right. acre. So they did. So at point one, point one, or at one point one, they did get a bump. It just so the the difference there is so stark though because you go from so nine acre or point nine acre lot size minimum you're going from Bennington and Brooksbanks right and at point five you're going to Stonebrook and obviously right. like Stonebrook was built forty years ago so like the, the 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 quality type is not comparable but the lot size is right, right. so you, yeah you're gonna get some potentially some brentwood style neighborhoods right so governor governor's club huge houses on huge lots governor's perfect so governor's club is uh has that uh um, the majority of homes in the governor's club are half acre yeah so you're not gonna put little you know little uh wrench homes on slabs with one car garages you are gonna do massive homes but it's not gonna feel country it's gonna feel very very uh very very high end i want to swing back to like the the main street, the village overlay CD five thing for a second, because um, we're all drinking champagne. Yeah, I can't do um, champagne. That's like that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's my no no. Mike, took, Mike, Mike held it for a picture <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for me personally, I mean, I know everyone is happy about this, but like I'm just gonna be the one to say it, and this is my opinion. But like I think that we won personally. Um, uh, one of the the planning commission members, I'm not going to name him, but oh, he, to him. Uh, well, I mean, they're all him. Never mind. Go ahead. 
One of the planning commission. There was a planning commission member. It's a white man. Does uh, <laughs> it help you? It's, it's an, a white member. It's an of the old, commission. older white man. Yeah. Um, All right. So that now is seven out of seven out of nine. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he got up and spoke before this meeting this last week, and one of the things that he uh, said was he he gave a Webster's dictionary definition of compromise, and basically was just uh, like the the definition all surrounded around the idea of like making concessions. And then he went on to, t- to say how, like, um, our side, the, the pro-growth side, had not made any concessions to date. Uh, and then uh, basically said, tried to make the point that the uh, non-growth side or the anti-growth side of, of the debate was starting from a place of the old zoning. Right. That was already in place. <laughs> and so, like, we've already come up from, like, 0.6 units per acre because mm-hmm. these were all zoned residential. So you've already right. gotten us to come up to 12. And I think that there's a lot that you could say about make trying to make that argument and you could poke holes, holes in it, but like ultimately uh like I don't think anybody on the pro growth side thought we were ever going to get 24. Right. It was always a starting point. But the point was let's get a village. And, what and what the, is it going the, to take to get a village it, it was, that has density and mixed use and is in on these parcels? And includes as many of them as possible. And at the end of the day, like, I mean, I'm all for the, the spirit of compromise. And I'm glad that, like, the the anti-growth commissioners were willing to come along and, like, vote on this. But, like, what they voted on, in effect, was what we wanted all along. So right. I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's true that we never conceded anything. We conceded in every other zone. Right. Other than this one. And so to I, me, this I, is a win. It's worth celebrating. And, you know, I think it's a win for Nolensville, first of all. Oh, but for sure. Absolutely. But also, sure. it's like if you support smart growth and our pro growth and want the town to move forward, then you should be celebrating this as a win. But at the same time, this, this, this whole entire debate has been very surface level debate where the points that were being made, you can kind of see the logic of both sides, but one side wasn't getting it. it was, this was never about density. It was never about like trying to win one over the, the, you know, the boomers, so sure. to speak. It was always about form and it was always about how these zones are formed and how they end up looking. CD4 is a great, great zone, but it's not CD5. It doesn't look right. anything like CD5 in terms of a downtown feel. So it wasn't about like getting... Getting as many people in here as possible, getting that brew hub or you know whatever. It wasn't about that. It was about getting that form. And it's, as long as you have that form on paper, right? Like the density part. If it, if the density part, if so, if 15 units an acre is not enough, the market will tell you it's not enough, right. and it will still empty. And then eventually, we'll have to adjust it to where it is viable. Right. But it it was like if you would if if you would apply the CD4 form to areas that you want your downtown core at. Then it, it it would have just screwed everything up. Right. So it, it, like th- this whole this whole argument about like oh we're giving you way more than we're comfortable with, it's like it's not about how much you give us. It's about what we end up with. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it like you can give me CD four at twenty five units an acre, which is more than CD five ever was. I still would prefer to have CD five in the areas where where it makes sense to have a core. Right. It's all about the form. Well, that's. I, I will just throw out one last thing, Daniel. Like. Because you asked, like, okay, like, what are the theories here of, like, why they did this? Yeah, yeah, why were yeah. they in f- favor of it? Um, ultimately, like, I think that the arguments that they were making at the end of the day were just, like, all built on, like, a petty foundation. So if you notice, like, what happened is we essentially passed CD5. Like, we're all going to call it the CD5 overlay. Yeah. Not the 
village main street overlay or whatever yeah. like because it's essentially what it is it's cd5 it's that's CD5. what they that's what they approved but like the only reason they were willing to approve it was one because a bunch of people came out and said you need to compromise this is stupid two because we changed the name <laughs> yeah and three because every commissioner now had um a shot to put their version of what the overlay would look like on paper mm-hmm. right and so you Before had the map yeah you had like uh jessica salamita you know drew hers in crayon and at least she like was it self-admittedly like called herself a kindergartner right <laughs> for doing that um kate courtner didn't even label her map so she just put colors on a map and then expected everyone to be able to figure to out know what, what the was hell what? she was talking about yeah. <laughs> um you know commissioner miller did a good job on his i think uh Derek did a good job on his, and uh, did Mayor Gallic submit one too? No, no. So she didn't even take the time to put in. Well, she, I felt she, bad. She did run with the the Main Street one, so yeah. I, like she she was she, she owned had what it. she liked. She had what she, she, liked. she picked the one she liked, and I I know that she did a ton of research on that concept. She like referred to Brian uh sure. a bunch of times brian from tpdc she 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 has mentioned a bunch of times in the meeting that she spoke with him yeah and that's how she, she kind of went in through the points so she was so Derek's overlay was the 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 one the thing that sparked it all yeah in the last meeting and then uh mayor gaelic's uh conditions on their overlay were the ones that kind of got everything through and it right. was it was basically saying you know 50 percent of the buildings can be four story 15 units per acre density uh just you know 80 percent frontage 30 percent commercial like she she was the one that reached out to tpudc and right. got those to make sure to make sure that they were going to transfer over and also a thing that she did that was pretty great that's going to go unnoticed outside of like just mentioning it passing me here is that she she reverted all the cd4 amendments that they made prior so they like last meeting they made a bunch of amendments to cd4 to try to mimic cd5 right and she undid all those so she went in saying like this is the overlay this is how it's going to look like but at the same time let's go back and take all the crap out of the cd4 so cd4 becomes a viable good supplementary zone did you just give Mayor Gallic props? I, I mean, she voted for my BZ appointment. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll, put one in. I'll put one in whenever I yeah. can. Um, all right, so that's, that's pay to play, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so <laughs> speaking speaking of that and a couple other things you brought up, uh, we're out of time on this episode. We're gonna keep talking about this still on the next episode, which for us means like just we're gonna take a break and we'll talk about it again. But for those of you listening or watching, we'll be back probably in a few days with the new episode where we'll keep talking about. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more in the next episode about. Um, the negotiation of it and and what you win and lose to this negotiation and what like the gamesmanship almost that happened that seemed kind of pointless uh, objectively looking outside looking in so we'll get into all that and a whole lot more um, but thank you for tuning in or listening uh, to small town charm and thank you for all of you who wore purple shirts wrote emails signed the petition did everything you could to get this village thing brought back so it didn't come back through cd5 and name but you won if you wanted this to happen if you if you signed the petition you definitely won and you should feel like you won so uh cheers to you i don't know if we we don't i don't have any more champagne in my glass but we'll just are you, i, I want to i want to make sure too that even if you are scared of it you also won yeah. like you, if you didn't want if you were even if you hate this you won you won yep all right so uh we'll do a cheers uh uh this will be a toast uh in honor uh to to a better nolensville uh cheers guys even my empty glass cheers to you cheers. all we'll see you next time on small town charm